بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن والاه وبعد Welcome back to another episode of Quran Sundays. My name is Joe Bradford. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a verse that honestly just came up in a friend's social media feed. And every time I read it, it resonates with me. And that is the verse which is found in Surah, found in Surah Al-Isra. At the very end, uh, in the 110th verse, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلِ ادْعُوا اللَّهَ أَوْ ادْعُوا الرَّحْمَانِ أَيَّمَّا تَدْعُوا فَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى وَلَا تَجْهَرْ بِصَلَاتِكَ وَلَا تُخَافِتْ بِهَا وَابْتَغِ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ سَبِيلًا Say, call on Allah, or call on Ar-Rahman. Either either of them or whichever you call then he has the most beautiful names and do not raise your voice with your prayer nor make it low but instead seek a middle path and the reason why this resonated was because you know there's about six different Ibn al-Jawzi he mentions about six different uh, meanings of what وَلَا Do not raise your voice with your salat, right? With your salat. Uh, what does that mean? Is it considered to be the prayer itself? Is it considered to be the recitation during prayer? Is it um, is it when you're reciting Quran, even outside of salat? There's all these different things that have narrated from some of the uh, of the salaf. And a few others that are, are, are a bit less literal, for example, Ikrima, uh, I'm sorry, Al Hassan, uh, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he says, Wala tajhar bi salatik, wala tukhafit biha. He says this means, La tuhsin ala niyataha wa tusi usari rataha. Don't do it well when you're, when you're doing it out in the open, but then do it badly when you're alone. So there's, there is this meaning of of um, ihsan that's embedded in this verse. There is this meaning of murat al ahwal to take into consideration the situations that you're in. That you're open, you know, what you do out in the open doesn't differ from what you do in private. In fact, what you do in private should be better than what you do out in the open. And what always sticks with me at the very end is and seek a middle ground between this and so you know moderation in all things is extremely important many times um, we think that what is bigger is better what is louder is is liver it is it is it is more uh, becoming what is um, more boisterous is 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 more correct. What is uh, what is more outward is what is more desired, and this this has tons of ramifications. Whether that has to be with emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, tons of ramifications that have to do with this idea of. 
what we necessarily think is better. Now, sometimes being more discreet is better. The Prophet ﷺ said, Sab'un aw sab'atun yadilluhum Allahu fi dhillihi yawma la dhilla illa dhilluhu Seven people whom Allah will shade in His shade on the day when there is no shade. And he said that one of them is Rajulun Yatasaddaku Fala Ta'lamu Yaminuhu Ma Tumfiku Yasaruhu Aw Kamaqala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A man who gives who gives charity to the point that his right hand doesn't know what his left hand is giving. So at times it is praiseworthy to do things secretly. At times, it's praiseworthy to do things outwardly. Abu Dujana, uh, anhu, one of the companions of the Prophet والسلام, when they were in battle, Abu Dujana took a, uh, a scarf, wrapped it around his head like a bandana, grabbed his sword and began to strut in front of the troops as a way of, one, showing the enemy um, what they were going to face number two kind of emboldening, emboldening the troops and the Prophet ﷺ, he said this is a strut or a posturing that Allah dislikes except in this situation you also have the Prophet ﷺ, encouraging outward charity من يشتري بئر الروم وله الجنة من يجهز جيش العسرة وله الجنة Who will buy the, the Ruma well and will have Jannah? Who will give money to equip the army of hardship and he will have Jannah? So at times we'll do things outwardly, at times we'll do things secretly, at times we read out loud, at times we read silently in, in, in the in the daily prayers we read silently in the nightly prayers we read audibly but the thing in all of these things in all of these instances is not to go beyond the bounds of what is moderate and what is uh, and what is what is considered to be moderate and what is considered to be rational for the situation so it doesn't make sense for a person to go and lead the prayer and then essentially shout out the Qur'an that they're reciting. Nor would it make sense for them to be so silent that no one can hear them. Also, it doesn't make sense for us when we are being Muslim in public to wear our religion on our sleeve. Whereas if you know everything has to be done because we're Muslim and everything that's done against us is a slight against our deen. That becomes extremely problematic and shows some emotional instability on our part. On the other hand, we can't be so silent with our faith that it show it has no public place. It's not seen. And in fact, many of the acts of worship of Al-Islam are done for the soul or, or one of the or the means to them, should I say, are done for the purpose of drawing attention to the fact that Muslims have a place in the public eye. For example, Eid is coming up, Eid al-Adha. The Prophet ﷺ, he would walk to the Eid Musalla in one direction and come back on a completely separate road so that people would see the gathering of Muslims going one way, the gathering of Muslims going another way. 
he also uh, وسلم, during Hajj and Hajj is right around the corner he uh, he instituted the Sunnah of Ramal for the men that was they put their they put their ihram under their right armpit and they, and they bare their right shoulder and they str- and they trot a little bit while going around the Kaaba and this was to show the onlooking mushrikeen that they had not been weakened by the sicknesses and the weather in Medina but they were strong and when after the time of the Prophet why Umar radiallahu anhu was asked you know why do we do this still he said this is you know when Allah has made Islam apparent and and has vanquished shirk polytheism he said this is sunnatun sannaha rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tunahnu nafa'aluha this is a sunnah that the prophet did so we still do it meaning that we're always reminding ourselves of our own strength but we're also not being so ostentatious so boisterous so you know showy with that strength that it distracts from the idea or the act that we're in, i.e. the act of ibadah, the act of worship. So all of our public manifestations of the worship of Allah are tempered by the fact that our sole purpose in those things is the worship of Allah and Allah alone and calling people to that worship, not calling people to, you know, our, our choices of style, not calling people to... Uh, cultural manifestations found amongst individual Muslim people, not calling people to, uh, you know, the fact that we have delicious food, and alhamdulillah we have delicious food, but that's not the real point. The point here is that why are we doing these things? We're doing them for the sake of Allah. So, if you're doing something for the sake of Allah, then you want to make sure that you're not doing it to simply draw attention to yourself and take away from the reason why that's done. So, for example, you know, you have, even in fashion, you have men who will unnecessarily um, groom themselves and will, uh, will, will appear to be, you know, as if they're trying to posture as supermodels every chance that they get. And this is against the sunnah of the Prophet, In fact, he would order his companions to walk barefoot at times. So that they knew what it meant to go rough and to be without shoes. He would tell his companions to only groom themselves every other day. So that they didn't get used to pampering themselves. Because a man is supposed to be a man. He's, you know, being strong and viral and and and, 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 and leading is, is praiseworthy. But also being humble and, and deferent. And caring is also praiseworthy. So we don't want to go too far on either side. Similarly, the Prophet ﷺ said, That when a woman goes out, then shaitan draws attention to her. Meaning that, uh, at times, a woman can go out, No, and, and, and obviously there's no problem with women going out. This is the norm from the time of the Prophet ﷺ until today. But, at times a woman could go out and on depending on how she is and what shaitan is trying to do to distract her from the worship of Allah make her just as, she, as he has made the man that goes out and you know um, grooms himself overly grooms himself 
makes her over-concerned with her grooming and her looks to the point where uh, even something as, uh, as, as, as beautiful in its spiritual meaning as hijab becomes a distraction and becomes an adornment, which is the antithesis of what it was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be a fashion accessory. It was supposed to be something that covered the adornment of women. And so that they 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 will only show those to those who actually deserve to see it, because not everyone de- deserves to see you at your best. Not everyone deserves to see you looking good. This goes for men and women. Ibn Abbas, anhu, he used to only um, really dress up when he was at home. He used to only groom himself really well when he was at home. Uh, and, and some people asked him, you know, why? He said, Allah says, and, they, and for they, those women is the like of what is upon them. Meaning, if women are expected to do this at home, then men are expected as well. My point in all of this is, both men and women, when they go out, and they think that, you know, by grooming their beard, by adorning their hijab, they're somehow doing this as a form of worship or as a form of, of, uh, of, of, of deen, you know, of, of, of exemplifying Islam. Yes, in one sense, but in another sense, you can be drawing unnecessary, unnecessary attention to yourself, which distracts from the middle ground that you're supposed to take in all things. Yes, have your beard. Don't go out with a, you know, scraggly, uncombed beard. The Prophet ﷺ is narrated in the Muattab Imam Malik saw a man go out with a disheveled, disheveled hair and a, and a wild beard. And he said, Does this man not own a comb? Right? As, as to disparage that type of thing. Right? So, um, the Prophet ﷺ told Asma bint Umais, that when a woman goes out, it's not befitting to see anything but her hadha wa hadha. And he pointed to her, his hands from the wrists and from and, and the, the circle of the face. Right? This is to say that you are to go out presentable, but being presentable shouldn't be ostentatious. It shouldn't uh, be disre- it shouldn't disregard the, law, the, 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 the commands of Allah, and it shouldn't be ostentatious and make the commands of Allah into something that they were not meant to be. So this idea of being, you know, middles, it, it, it applies to so many different areas of our lives as well. You know, there's a difference between, let's talk about money. There's a difference between being frugal and living simple. A lot of people make, they don't understand this difference. Sometimes people, oh, I'm being frugal. In reality, you're just being cheap, right? وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَدَكَ لَعُنُقِكَ Allah says, don't, don't, don't restrict your hands to your neck. Don't tie your hands to your neck as if you're shackled in life. And don't, don't, don't reach out your hands all the way. And seek a middle ground between that. So, so seeking a middle ground between that is something that even in spending, there's a difference between frugality and simplicity. Simplicity is doing what is needed according to your means and for the betterment of yourself and your family. Frugality, or, or, or shall I say, being miserly, is where you hold back and you don't spend on them. And then there's also waste, where essentially you're providing everything that they don't need. 
and that uh, that results in وَلَا تُبَذِّرْ تَبْذِيرًا إِنَّ الْمُبَذِّرِينَ كَانُوا إِخْوَانَ الشَّيَاطِينَ And do not waste, do not spend wastefully. Those who spend wastefully are the brothers of shaitan. So again, this verse uh, calls us back to the idea of always seeking um, uh, being ummatan wasata, being an ummah, a community of moderation. بُعِثْتُ بِالْحَنَفِيَةِ السَّمْحَةِ I was sent with the tolerant monotheism the, the that which is in the middle ground and so uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says call on Allah call on Ar-Rahman these choices of religious manifestation are yours to make because they all reach the same the prayers all reach him because he has many beautiful names many beautiful attributes use those when you call upon him however remember that your stylistics in doing so cannot be things that take you out and out uh, out of the out of the circle of moderation they should never be too ostentatious and boisterous nor should they be um, so silent and 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 hidden that faith either has no meaning or it means everything. But instead, seek a middle path. So with that, uh, conclude. This has been Quran Sundays. Look forward to talking to you again on Wednesday for another a new episode of uh, Words and Wisdom Wednesdays, and then on Friday, inshallah, we'll continue the fiqh. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.